Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. College football final continues on this Saturday here at News Talk. A3OWCCO, some big games all around the area as the season winds down. we got uh, another run through the school board of the MIAC, the Northern Sun, the WIAC, east of the St. Croix, and a bunch of game reports as well. And we're going to start with those game reports. Kelly Law from Marshall, Minnesota State. Big win at Southwest Minnesota State. Kelly, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. Hey, Steve. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, you as well. It's been uh, Things are going great here at Marshall. And uh, uh, not for the football side of things, if you're a Mustang fan this afternoon, as Minnesota State forced eight turnovers, which is a ties a school record uh, turnovers by SMSU as the Mavericks win 52-0 to and are now 19-0 and all-time. Uh, against the Mar- or the Mustangs here in this uh, all-time history. The Mavericks finished with a total offense of 551 yards and took advantage of those eight turnovers to jump out to an early 14-0 lead. The Mustangs did have plenty of opportunities to score. They finished the game with 362 yards of offense and were 0-3, though, inside the Maverick uh, red zone as uh, the Mavericks were able to make some big plays with some fumbles. They had five interceptions and uh, they go on to win 52 to nothing. The offense was outstanding for the Mavericks as well as Jalen Sample, a junior from Onalaska, Wisconsin. He had 10 catches for 183 yards and two touchdown receptions in the game. The Mavericks had two quarterbacks split most of the duties uh, during the day. Hayden Eckerm threw for 128 yards and two touchdowns, while J.D. Akawa had 139 yards passing and two touchdowns. For the Mustangs, True freshman Donald Austin ran for a team-high 76 yards on 10 carries as uh, Austin, a freshman from Heartland, Wisconsin. Steve, the Mustangs played uh, the game with missing three offensive line starters due to injuries, and their top two running backs were out because of injuries. So it was a tough day sledding for the Mustang offense, but still put together some pretty good uh, offensive numbers, just could not put the ball in the end zone as the Maverick defense was outstanding again, forcing eight turnovers again 52-0 Minnesota State beats Southwest Minnesota State the Mavericks are now six and four overall the Mustangs are two and eight a beautiful day of football and uh, good to see the Mavericks and Mustangs play in front of a nice crowd but uh, MSU wins 52-0 all right Kelly always good to visit with you thanks take care my friend thanks there he is, Kelly Loft, longtime sports information director at Southwest Minnesota State. Over to the MIAC real quickly. Soccer. Carlton claims the MIAC men's soccer playoff championship. 
they defeated top-seeded St. Olaf 2-1 to in the title game this afternoon. The Knights scored one goal in each half to hand the Oles their first loss of the season against a conference opponent. Carlton will cruise into the NCAA tournament on an eight-game winning streak and with only one goal allowed in their last three contest. Congrats to Carlton, the MIAC men's soccer playoff champions. Back to the Northern Sun and football and Bemidji State, Northern State playing a big one. Kevin Reed was there covering for the Beavers and Kev, always good to visit with you. I know you're making the trip home, but the Beavers get it done. Yes, they did, Steve. They found a way. Uh, it was an absolute crazy game. Uh, Bemidji State led 22-21 to at halftime. Uh, thanks to an offense that produced 417 yards in the first half alone. However, two big interceptions in the red zone by the Northern State Wolves kept the Beavers from scoring more. In fact, one of those interceptions was returned 100 yards for a touchdown by Chance Olson, and it was 22-21 to at the half. Bemidji State could not score in the third. Northern State had the only touchdown in the third quarter, and they led 28-22 going to the fourth. Beavers finally got a turnover of their own and punched it in for a touchdown to take a 36-28 lead. The uh, Wolves are not done. A 50-yard touchdown pass brought them within two, 36-34. They could not convert the two-point conversion. The Wolves, they were down by two, but they got one more shot after the Beavers were forced to punt with under a minute remaining. Their 50-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game was intercepted by the Beavers, and Bemidji State holds on for a 36 a 34 win in Aberdeen today to improve to eight and two. Northern State falls to seven and three. Yeah, and uh, the lay of the land, uh, Bemidji State a shot at the postseason. Kev, what does it look like? Well, they have a good shot. However, that result from Duluth just hammering Augie today keeps Duluth in the running, and Augie now has two losses. So you have three Northern Sun teams that are eight and two. Augie beat Bemidji, Bemidji beat Duluth, and Duluth beat Augie. So when the (laughs) rankings come out on Monday, it'll be interesting to see what Super Region 4 looks like with those three Northern Sun teams. All right. Well, a wild one, and thanks, Kev, for the game report. Always good to visit with you. Safe travels. Thanks, Steve. You take care. All right, there he is, Kevin Reed, the voice of Bemidji State, longtime producer here at CCO, a longtime Twins radio engineer, and now an Orioles Radio engineer as well. Kevin Reed, good dude. Uh, Bemidji State beats Northern State 36-34. UMD beat Augustana 41-15. Hope to get a game report on that one. Mary beat Minot State 49-31 in Bismarck. MSU Moorhead wins at Concordia St. Paul. We had some notes on that, 24-3. You heard Kelly reporting on Minnesota State's win at Southwest Minnesota State, 52-0. Sioux Falls, a winner on the road at Wayne State, 38-17. And Winona State, thumps visiting Upper Iowa, 40 to 12. Here are the finals in the MIAC this afternoon. St. John's wins at Carlton 38 to 10. They will play Bethel in the MIAC championship game next Saturday. The Royals beat Augsburg 45 to 14. McAllister wins at St. Scholastica. Uh, we, we finally got that final to pop in. 28 14, Scott's win. On the road, uh, Concordia wins at Hamlin 41-7, to and Gustavus beats St. Olaf 29-14. to Over in the WIAC, number three, Whitewater beat Lacrosse. Battle of ranked teams, Whitewater remains unbeaten. 13-7, to River Falls, winner at Stout 
to 35. Uh, we still haven't seen a final pop-up on the WIAC scoreboard uh, for Stevens Point at Oshkosh today. And then, of course, Platteville at Eau Claire. Uh, some of the scores moving a little slow on this lovely Saturday. It's 514 here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Steve Thompson here with producer Kerry Klatt. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, hopefully get more game reports momentarily. And then uh, Pat Coleman's going to join us from D3Football.com. He's looking at some playoff contenders down in Iowa, and he'll kind of give us the lay of the land, what the playoff picture looks like in Division Three in a few minutes as well. Here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Big Ten scoreboard update, number 21, Wisconsin leading Rutgers 52-3 late third quarter in that one. Penn State leading at Maryland 14-6 early in the fourth. Still in the third quarter, Purdue leading Michigan State 28-21. Finals, number five, Ohio State wins at Nebraska 26-17. Huskers 1-6 and six in the Big Ten. Illinois upsets number 20, Minnesota 14-6. When that game went off, Minnesota favored by 14-and-a-half. Really felt like they never had a chance in this game today. They get a touchdown, miss the extra point in the fourth quarter. It really was uh, futile late in the game for Minnesota today. They will be at Iowa next Saturday. Time to be determined. Number 22, Iowa, takes on Northwestern tonight at 6 in Evanston, and Indiana will be at number seven, Michigan. So you're up to date on that Big Ten scoreboard here at 519. We're going to bring in uh, Pat Coleman, D3Football.com. And, uh, Pat, uh, you were down in Iowa uh, seeing uh, contending teams uh, play in action. Who do you see today? Uh, I got uh, Central here de- uh, defeating Dubuque this afternoon by a score of 56-7. to seven. Central wrapping up the uh, – American Rivers Conference automatic bid and uh, championship uh, behind Blaine Hawkins, 34 of 44 passing through six touchdowns. You know, Hawkins is a guy who's rolled out to 500, 600 yards in games this season. Dubuque tried to take away the deep ball, so they just underneath them to death, threw a lot of flares, threw a lot of passes out of the backfield, and, uh, you know, got their 600 yards that way. And uh, that's, the, that's the way this game ended. So Central returning to the playoffs for the second season in a row. And then will they play someone – out of the upper Midwest, most likely, maybe lacrosse, maybe uh, the runner-up out of the CCIW, Wheaton of Illinois, something like that. Expect them to see uh, a home game and then see how that goes from there. It's a, but it was an interesting day down here in Central where they celebrated their alumni and also got a uh, conference championship to boot. Speaking of lacrosse, they fall at Whitewater 13-7, to but an outstanding showing. Is that enough to push – uh, lacrosse into uh, an at-large bid into the tournament. They will host Eau Claire next Saturday, and certainly would need to beat Eau Claire to punch that ticket. But has lacrosse done enough this year to get in? I mean, I think that they have. It's really difficult to tell, obviously, with just five uh, at-large bids for the nation uh, at large. You know, lacrosse is going to look strange to some people on the uh, – you know, on the uh, at-large list with two losses. But uh, you got to remember one of those is to Grand Valley State, which is a top-10 team in NCAA Division II. Uh, they beat Dubuque back in Week 2, handled them pretty much as well as uh, Central did here today. And, you know, 13-7 to with two shots at the end zone in the final eight seconds uh, for lacrosse. Not only, you know, you basically go toe-to-toe against Whitewater uh, in a defensive showing, a game that's a pretty well-played game. Uh, you know, those things are not, like, in the official criteria, but you'd have to think that uh, lacrosse passes the eye test uh, 
and you know there are so few uh, ways to compare teams from New York and from Wisconsin and from Illinois that kind of any little thing really helps a team burnish its at-large potential. And uh, I think, again, showing well against Whitewater today certainly does that for lacrosse. All right, uh, St. John's, a winner today at Carlton. Bethel, they take care of business in the uh, MIAC today, setting up their showdown next week. And we've talked about this now for several weeks. Pretty clear, if St. John's wins, they get the automatic bid. They remain unbeaten. Bethel could be on the outside looking in. But if Bethel knocks off St. John's next week, they both could get into the postseason, and could that spell trouble for lacrosse if Bethel wins next Saturday? Well, it'll be really interesting. Obviously, I think St. John's probably gets on the table ahead of lacrosse, uh, but I think St. John's gets into the at-large uh, would get an at-large bid pretty early in the conversation in this you know in this hypothetical scenario. So I think lacrosse still gets a chance to get to the table and be considered. Um, the, uh, the other at-large teams, you know, there's, uh, likely to be one perhaps out of New York, uh, union lost today to Ithaca, but is, uh, if they beat RPI in their rivalry game next week, they finish nine and one, they probably get in Harden Simmons down in Texas, looking like they're going to finish with one loss. That's a team that's uh, likely to be in the conversation highly. So Wheaton out of Illinois, you know, again, only losses to the defending national champs, uh, North Central, and they lost 21-7. They kept North Central pretty much in check for a lot of that game. Um, but I just named five teams, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and there are more out there. So it will be very interesting if that scenario comes through. And it makes it difficult for Bethel, obviously, if they don't win on Saturday and they have two losses, even if both of them would then be to St. John's, it makes it really difficult for them to get a, a, an at-large bid. All right, uh, once again, d3football.com. Always good to visit with Pat Coleman. Pat, thanks for the update. Safe travels back from Iowa. Thanks. All right, there he is. Uh, Pat Coleman, d3football.com, North Central of Illinois, Mary Harden-Baylor, UW-Whitewater, Mountain Union, St. John's, uh, the top five other area teams in the mix, lacrosse 12. They got beat today. Bethel was at number 14 in this poll, and they were winners. Oshkosh, a big winner today. Uh, they they beat Stevens Point 49-17, to but uh, do they have enough to get in? And Plantville beat Eau Claire 55-28. to out of the WIAC. Let's jump back to the MIAC today. St. John's at Carlton. David Pape joins us from Northfield. And uh, David, uh, take us through this game won by the Johnnies. Yeah, we've just heard Pat talk quite a bit about St. John's. So uh, here's how we got the situation with them playing Bethel next week. The Johnnies raced out to a 21-0 lead after finding the end zone on each of their first three possessions and ultimately earned the 38-10 triumph. The first Johnny score of that outburst came when Henry Trost ran it in from seven yards out. Then Robbie Alston pulled in a pass from Chris Backus and scampered 63 yards to the end zone. And Devin Vauk capped the early offensive outburst with a 16-yard scamper. That was all before the first quarter came to an end. Trost extended the lead to 28-0 with a three-yard touchdown run midway through the second stanza. Carlton finally got his first points of the afternoon when Trent Ramirez hit a 36-yard field goal as the opening half expired. Chris Backus and Alston connected for another touchdown toss in the third quarter, this one from just two yards out. And the final touchdown of the afternoon came when when Carlton senior Ty Judge hauled in a 17-yard pass. Uh, touchdown toss from Jonathan Singleton. That was early in the fourth quarter. St. John's was able to ultimately milk the clock and come away with the victory. Carlton actually outgained the Johnnies on the ground this afternoon, 169-143, to 143, thanks to a 
108 yard rushing yards from Aiden Chang, but the Johnnies dominated in the passing game as Chris Backus and Cooper Downs, the two quarterbacks that play today, combined to finish with 263 passing yards to only 55 for the Knights. Alston was a big part of that difference as he totaled nine catches for 124 yards and his two touchdowns. So Steve's talked about it, my championship week next week. Carlton heads to McAllister for another battle for the Book of Knowledge, but I think most fans are going to be tuning in to see how St. John's does in their visit to Bethel. St. John's at Bethel in the title game, and uh, always good to visit with you, David. Appreciate it. You got it, Steve. Thank you. All right. There he is, David Pape uh, from Northfield and Carlton. St. John's wins at Carlton 38-10. Bethel beat Augsburg 45-14. McAllister wins at St. Scholastica 28-14. Uh, the Scots back, the MIAC feels right. Concordia wins at Hamlin 41-7. And Gustavus beats St. Olaf 29-14. Let's jump back to a big game in the Northern Sun, Jeff Papis joins us, uh, the voice of the UMD Bulldogs. Augustana coming to town uh, this week, number one seed in that uh, super regional. Uh, UMD kind of put a monkey wrench into the playoff picture, didn't they, Jeff? Why did they? UMD played its best game in probably three years today and just dismantled a very good Augustana team. 41 to 15, the final score from Malassi Stadium today. The Bulldogs forced six turnovers. Against Augustana, they intercepted Kyle Sadler four times, who came into the game ranked number eight in all of Division II in passing yardage, 32 touchdown passes. Bulldogs ran two of them back for touchdowns. Marcus Gladowski with a first-half touchdown, and Joe Cordes with a second-half touchdown. Garrett Olson on a relief of John Larson, who's been injured for a good part of the season, 11 of 18, 171 yards, and three touchdowns. But the story of the day was the UMD defense Augustana came in with a real aerial circus, and the Bulldogs held them in check. Sadler, 16 of 33, 211 yards, one touchdown, but four interceptions. And as I mentioned, Marcus Glodowski ran one back for a touchdown, and Joe Cordes in the second half did as well. Wade Sullivan, former Mr. Football from Lakeville, caught a touchdown pass in the first half. Garrett Olson, as did Johnny McCormick, as did Noah Skifton, scoring his first touchdown for the Bulldogs, and it was 34-7 to at half. And for all practical purposes, the game was over by that point. But just a tremendous effort by the Bulldogs today. Yeah, and we'll get an update from Matt Witwicky from D2Football.com on how he sees the playoff picture. But this was a must-have for UMD today uh, if they want to play in the D2 playoffs. Oh, no question about it. They came in as number eight. Of course, the top seven teams go, Bemidji State, number seven. They won today at Northern, which was ranked number 10 in that ranking. And I think you know, UMD is going to get quite a bit in the computer rankings from beating the number two seed, Augustana. Uh, and Augustana would have gotten a, uh, a home game before today. Now that's a doubt. But the Bulldogs picking up a big win at home over a one-loss team is going to help them in the computer rankings. Will it be enough to get them past Bemidji? We don't know, but they played Northern State in their last game of the regular season. Next week at Malaski Stadium, Northern State comes in 7-3, and three, no longer in the playoff picture, but still a formidable opponent. Bemidji will play Mary at home. All right, very good job. Good to visit with you. Thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, there he is, Jeff Papas, uh, voice of the UMD Bulldogs, and they get a huge victory today over Augustana at home, 41-15. to Here's the scores again. 
out of the Northern Sun. Emma is two more ahead. Wins at Concordia St. Paul 24-3. Mary beat Minot 49-31. Uh, Mary, an up-and-coming program. They struggled early in their time in the Northern Sun, but they are getting better. UMD with the win over Augustana 41-15 today. Bemidji State pulls one out at Northern State 36-34. Minnesota State rolls at Southwest Minnesota State 52-0. Uh, Minnesota State has taken their lumps. That, that's a rarity. They've, they've been dominant in the Northern Sun in recent memory. Sioux Falls gets a win on the road at Wayne State 38-17. Winona State beat Upper Iowa 40-12. to We still have a lot coming up. Uh, as we promised, Matt Widwicki will join us from D2Football.com. We'll get his thoughts on the playoff picture uh, and what needs to transpire for uh, UMD and Augustana and Pemidji State going forward. Obviously, wins in the final week of the regular season next week are huge, and how they could be seeded uh, come NCAA playoff time. And then, before the end of the show, Chris Thomason, who covers the Vikes for the Pioneer Press, will join us. Vikes on the road, taking on the Ravens, and uh, the season has continued to trend down after a very disappointing loss to the Cowboys on Halloween night. That's all on the way before 6 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Another busy college football final of another rundown of the Big Ten and the Top 25. Right now we're going to jump into the D2 playoff picture. Matt Widwicky, a busy man keeping an eye on games around the northern sun and around the country, uh, joins us. And uh, Matt, thanks for the time. And uh, I visited with Jeff Papis a moment ago, the voice of the UMD Bulldogs, and uh, UMD gets a victory. They stay alive, uh, puts a wrench into things for Augustana. Bemidji State finds a way to win at Northern State. So looks like those are the three, if they're able to hold serve and win games next week, uh, get into the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you know, a wild day. Uh, I, I, I know Jeff, great guy, great announcer, and uh, I got a chance to watch some of the game that, that he was covering and blown away, frankly, by UMD being able to go ahead and do that to Augustana, winning, you know, 41-15 on their third-string quarterback. But, you know, with their ability to produce uh, turnovers, they had they were able to get five interceptions and one fumble. Uh, they really cashed in and, and had a tremendous performance and now puts themselves – uh, frankly, Steve, in a spot where they can now make the uh, the, the 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 postseason tournament. Uh, whereas I would have said a week ago that I really felt that Augie was going to just be too much for him. Yeah. Yeah, Augustana, they'll be home to Southwest Minnesota State. Certainly favored there. UMD home to Northern State. That's probably the toughest matchup among the contenders. And then Bemidji State gets Mary, but Mary's very much improved, so it's no gimme. Uh, for the Beavers, but those three right. should be in based on what you're seeing, right? It's going to be really tight. Uh, I was just doing some quick calculations myself. I'm not entirely sure because of the fact that when you have Bemidji State, Duluth, and Augustana, who have all beaten each other, um, they that, that that I'm not real sure all of them make it in the field of seven. Uh, I think that if if Duluth were to win next week against a good northern team uh they're going to get a bump for that that win because of strength of schedule and i think that then they'll make it but right now i think they're kind of still on the cusp uh, and i think it's going to be real tight and i think they're going to be watching real carefully when the regional rankings come out uh, tomorrow uh, you know tomorrow afternoon or sorry, yeah. monday afternoon 
Yeah, and uh, then, then of course, uh, it becomes official after next Saturday's uh, games. And it would, what really stands out for me in all of this, and, and I know Minnesota State got a big win at Southwest Minnesota State. They take a step back. You have to figure that that uh, Maverick program is going to bounce back fairly quickly. Uh, they, by the way, close it out on the road at Winona State. It's just unusual that we're in a season where Minnesota State's not a not a factor in this conversation because they've been on such a great run. Well, you bring up a fantastic point, and frankly, you're looking at a season, Steve, where the University of Sioux Falls is in all likelihood not going to make the postseason. They've been a regular player. Yep. Uh, so uh, same thing what you just said with Mankato. And then Tom Sawyer in his final season with Winona State, uh, they're not going to be in the dance either. And those are three of the kind of main names that get discussed on a real regular basis in this conference. Yeah, and of course UMD has had a good fortune. Augustana had everything in front of them today, and we'll go back to what we talked about. Really a surprising performance up there. Their great quarterback gets picked off four times, and uh, just a really tough day. And weather was a non-factor. Uh, gorgeous day all around the upper Midwest, so you, you can't pin it on the weather. You know what? you got to give Duluth a whole lot of credit. They will blitz more than any team in the Northern Sun, and they were bringing their backers up, and they were really flustering Sadler. So they only sacked him three times, but they hurried him a whole bunch more and forced him into some early picks. Two of them went for scores the other way. And all of a sudden, Augustana is kind of looking around saying, what's going on here? And, and, and I don't think that they really ever got off the canvas in that game. All right. Well, Matt, always good to visit with you. We'll hopefully touch base again next Saturday as these games go final and get your thoughts on what the postseason could look like. But, yeah, if UMD beats Northern State, strength of schedule may put them in uh, ahead of potentially Bemidji State. Could they be the, the odd team out in all of this if Augustana beats Southwest? It's really hard to say. It, yeah. it really okay. is. And, and so we'll, we'll have to just wait and see how the numbers break out. Yep. All right, very good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yep, Matt Woodwiggy, uh, D2Football.com. Good enough to join us here. 540, 20 minutes now in front of 6 o'clock here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Let's do another rundown of the scores. We'll talk Vikings football. They're on the road at Baltimore. Chris Thomason joining us here in a few minutes, but let's get that scoreboard one more time here on the first Saturday in November. In the MIEC, St. John's beat Carlton 38-10. to Johnny's go to the MIEC title game where they'll play Bethel in Arden Hills. Uh, Bethel wins at home 45-14 over Augsburg today. McAllister wins at St. Scholastic at 28-14. Concordia rolls at Hamlin 41-7. And Gustavus beats St. Olaf in St. Peter today on a lovely day. 29 to 14 over to the northern sun uh we've talked about it a lot umd blows out augustana in duluth 41 to 15 a surprising result there another big win for bemidji state they win at northern state 36 34 other games Around the WI, or the uh, Northern Sun, Winona State beat Upper Iowa 40-12. to Sioux Falls, a winner at Wayne State, 38-17. to Mary beat Minot, 49-31 in Bismarck. MSU Moore had a winner at Concordia, 24-3. And Minnesota State wins at Southwest Minnesota State, 52-0. Over to the WIAC, uh, the finals. Uh, ranked teams, a white, or 
ranked teams. Whitewater beat Lacrosse thirteen to seven. Lacrosse and their playoff hopes still alive. Oshkosh, a big winner over Stevens Point, forty nine to seventeen. Oshkosh, maybe not enough to get into the playoffs. Plantville wins at Eau Claire, 55-28. River Falls continues their good season, winning at Snout, 57-35. All right, let's jump over to the Big Ten and get you up to date on what's going on there. First of all, Illinois shocks number 20 Minnesota today. Second ugly home loss of the season for P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers, 14-6. Gophers couldn't manage anything offensively today they get a touchdown then miss the extra point in the fourth quarter illinois wins 14 to 6 the uh, fighting illini were 14 and a half point underdogs it is a final now in new jersey number 21 wisconsin all over rutgers 52 to 3 wisconsin getting back into the mix in the big 10 west Penn State leading Maryland 21-14 early in the fourth. Midway through the fourth. Purdue all over Michigan State 34-21. Sparty uh, living large after the win over Michigan. Now looks like they're going to stub their toe in West Lafayette, Indiana. They're down by 13 with just over eight to go in the game. Number five, Ohio State wins at Nebraska 26-17 tonight. Number 22, Iowa at Northwestern. Huge game for Iowa. They try and jump into a tie with Minnesota atop the Big Ten West. They host Minnesota next Saturday at Kinnick Stadium. And another one tonight in the Big Ten, Indiana taking on number seven, Michigan. All right, let's jump over real quickly to the top 25 and uh, give you a lay of the land there before we talk Viking football to close it out tonight. In the third, number six, Cincinnati leading Tulsa 28-12. Number 10, Notre Dame, all over Navy now, 34-6, late fourth quarter. Number 11, Oklahoma State leading at West Virginia, 17-3, midway through the third. Early in the fourth, TCU with interim head coach Jerry Kill leading number 12, Baylor, 30-21. Once again, TCU, uh, Jerry Kill takes over as the interim head coach there after his buddy Gary Patterson steps down. Midway through the fourth, number 14, Texas A&M, leading number 13, Auburn, 17-3. That'll take some shine off the Iron Bowl coming up. Number 15, BYU, leading Idaho State, 59-14 early in the fourth. Let's see what else we got. Number uh, 17, Mississippi State, losing to Arkansas, 23-14 early in the fourth. At the half, number 19, North Carolina State, leading Florida State, 14-0. Finals from earlier, number one, Georgia, no problem with Mizzou, 43-6 in Athens today. North Carolina upsets number nine, Wake Forest, 58-55. Number 16, Ole Miss, beat Liberty, 27-14. Number 25, Pittsburgh, a winner at Duke, 54-29. Tonight, LSU at number 2, Alabama. Tennessee at number 18, Kentucky. And number 23, Fresno State hosting Boise State. Pac-12, number 4, Oregon at Washington. And way out west, 10 o'clock tonight, local time, number 24, San Diego State on the island to take on Hawaii. You're up to date on the scoreboard here in a college football final Saturday. Quick break. We'll come back, talk Viking football. They're on the road at Baltimore. Chris Thomason joins us from the Pioneer Press here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Illinois beat number 20 Minnesota 14-6. Illini 
14.5-point underdogs Gophers at Iowa next Saturday. St. Thomas uh, gets thumped today in the Pioneer League, 42-15 to by Davidson. The Wildcats all over the Tommies, 42-15. to St. Thomas falls to 5-3. and Davidson having a... Quite a year there at 7-1. and one. Uh, The Vikes uh, try and bounce back after a really tough Halloween night loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Bad news for Daniil Hunter. And joining us to talk about it, Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com. Chris, it's been a while. How you been? Doing okay. Thanks for having me, Steve. Really appreciate it. Yeah, good to visit with you, and I want to open here with congrats on the new book. I know you've been working on it a long time. The Minnesota Vikings, all-time stars, the best players at each position for the purple and gold. Congrats on that. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It came out September uh, 15th, and uh, anybody wants to order it, it's available just uh, on Amazon. Best thing to do, just call up my name and Amazon, and it's... uh, 1995, and uh, the good thing about the book is it combines a lot of the old and the new. Uh, We've got chapters on uh, over 50 legendary Vikings, including most of their absolute top players now, and then we uh, put it all together and choose an all-time Vikings team. Yeah, and uh, we're coming up on gift-giving season. It would make a great gift for that Viking fan in the family for sure. And uh, Chris, hopefully you'll come back when we have a little more time to do a deep dive on the book because it it is a great talk topic. And I know uh, people love to, you know, th- think about the these all-time great Viking players and some of the comparisons. So I really look forward to checking out that book. Once again, Chris Thomason joining us. I, I brought up at the top, Really a tough week for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, coming off that loss to the Cowboys at home, Halloween night, Sunday night football, uh, they found a way to lose that one. Daniil Hunter, uh, just just really a tough week. And the, and the Vikings have to quickly turn the page and get ready for a good Baltimore team on the road. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And then they got some more tough news this week with Garrett Bradbury, their starting center, going on the COVID-19 reserve list but obviously like you said daniel hunter that's a huge blow for them because i mean a week earlier they had traded away Stephen weatherly who gave them some depth at defensive end and now you look at everson griffin and dj wanham as the starting ends i mean wanham is still rather raw second year guy and then after that you got kenny willikas who played the first game of his career last uh sunday and you got patrick jones the second a rookie who's never played a regular season game so i mean that's a big concern the vikings actually lead the nfl in uh, sacks per game they're averaging about 3.4 a game but uh that was with hunter and now he's gone yeah and you you got a feel for this guy i mean what he's been through on the injury front it, it just doesn't seem fair yeah missing last season due to a neck injury yep works his way back, and then this season, six sacks in the first six games didn't look like he'd missed a beat at all. I mean, looked like he was heading for his third, third uh, all-pro nod, and yeah, it's a tough situation, but now, I mean, his future, he's got an $18 million roster bonus due in the fifth year of the new league year next March. I mean, they have that contract situation. I don't know how much of that was driven by Daniil Hunter, how much was driven by his agent. But, you know, if he didn't do that with his contract, he'd still have years left. And now the Vikings 
have to make a decision, they're most likely not going to pick up that $18 million. And so they'd either have to renegotiate a new contract with him or uh, Hunter will uh, be a free agent going elsewhere. Uh one thing uh, about the NFL and professional sports, uh, the, the other teams don't care what the struggles are, what the injuries are. Baltimore has goals in front of them, and uh, I think uh, they're looking to make it very difficult for the Vikings tomorrow, especially coming off that tough loss to the Cowboys. I mean, it, it's, it's probably difficult, even though they're professionals, to turn the page from that one. Yeah, and it's a very tough matchup for the Vikings. I mean, they've never gone against Lamar Jackson. Um, Andre Patterson, the co-defensive coordinator, was talking this week about how it's kind of like a college team getting ready for an option attack like Navy, Army, or Air Force. But actually it's worse than that because Navy, Army, and Air Force, they don't have talent equivalent to, say, a Power 5 conference, and they don't have – quarterbacks usually that can throw like Lamar Jackson. So they've got to go against uh, Lamar Jackson. He's, uh, you know, quite a threat running and passing. And uh, the Ravens, I mean, two weeks ago, they got uh, bludgeoned by Cincinnati. They had a bye week last week. So, you know, they're champion at the bit to uh, come back. And one one of the things about the Vikings, and, and there's been a fair amount of criticism so far this season. I want to get your thoughts on that. Clint Kubiak, the offensive coordinator, uh, conservative game plans, um, really kind of getting into a, a, a shell. What's What's been said about that and maybe a change to the game plan going into Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, Clint Kubiak said this week that the goal is to get the ball to Dalvin Cook. I mean, Cook only had 18 carries the other night against the Cowboys, even though the Vikings, the only time they trail was in the last 51 seconds. And, you know, I think they need to get the ball to Dalvin Cook in the passing game. I mean, he had six catches in the first game of the season. He had six combined in the last four games that he's played. So maybe not necessarily everybody saying you got to get the ball down the field. I mean, why aren't they throwing the ball more to Dalvin Cook? I mean, that's kind of one thing I wonder. And offensively, you brought up uh, the COVID-19 list for Garrett Bradbury. Um, There's been talk that Bradbury hasn't had a great season, but nevertheless, he is their starter. And now you have to go with plan B at the center spot. That could be problematic. Yeah, well, I have to see. I mean, I asked Mike Zimmer the other day, and he certainly agreed that uh, you're pretty fortunate to have a backup center started 14 games last season for the Arizona Cardinals. So, I mean, Mason Cole is a solid pro. I mean, so they're fortunate to have a guy like him starting, but obviously he's going to have to come in. He's never um, had to take a snap from center in the regular season, played only on special teams, and he's going to have to mess all of a sudden with Kirk Cousins. So, you know, you wonder, is there going to be a communication problem? Could there be a fumbled snap, which could be pivotal in the game? So, uh you know, it's never easy uh, changing centers, obviously. Yeah, and a, a very tough stretch in the schedule. Uh, started with the Cowboys, heartbreaking loss to a backup quarterback, Connor Rush, and now uh, Baltimore. And then uh, after this trip to the East Coast, they go out west. Uh, it ain't going to be easy. Yeah, you're looking at four games in a row where they're probably not going to be favored in any of them. 
Of course, they aren't favored against Baltimore. They're six-point underdogs. But then they're at the Los Angeles Chargers, home to Green Bay, and at San Francisco. And I think San Francisco, with George Kittle's back, is going to start uh, coming on a bit. So, really, they got to at least win two of those to stay in the playoff race. If they go one and three over the next four, and they're set, and they're sitting at four and seven, then uh, things are not looking good at all. All right, Chris, always good to visit with you. And once again, congrats on that book. We'll have to uh, visit again about that real soon. Sounds great. Really appreciate it, Steve. All right, there he is, Chris Tomlinson of the Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com, and his brand-new book, Minnesota Vikings All-Time All-Stars, the best players at each position for the purple and gold. So uh, we've got a uh, uh, good guy there covering the purple for the Pioneer Press, and they are six-point underdogs. And as we talked about at the very end, uh, just a brutal stretch uh, for the Minnesota Vikings as they try and keep that season afloat. And it illustrates how devastating that loss was to the Dallas Cowboys. And they had a backup quarterback. Dak Prescott didn't even play. They get beat by Rush. And uh, now they've got to try and uh, turn the page and get a W on the road at Baltimore, and that's going to be a very tall order. Just six-point underdogs. Uh, I'm surprised it's not a little more based on the Vikings' situation. A quick update. TCU, the ball and the lead over number 12 Baylor, 30-28 to late in the football game. Jerry Kill, the interim head coach. we got to run. Big thanks to Kerry Clyde, our producer. Big thanks to you for tuning in. I'm Steve Thompson. Have a great Saturday night. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.